Hello and welcome to Sauce Talk. We have a great show for you. Pat is here. Pat is an honored guest and everything he says is very good. No Joshin. Well mostly. I mean you gotta judge for yourself. Honestly shit gets a little buck wild halfway through. Stay strong friendos. Remember friendo? On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time yet again for another fantastic episode of Sauce Talk. On the other line, why it's none other than Pat Polk. Pat, how you doing, buddy? Hey, man, I'm all right. A little bit of a slow start to the evening's festivities, but overall things are good. How are you? I, I think that is the perfect attitude. We are not getting started at the time at which we intended to get started, but also... They remain festivities, don't they? We're going to have a good time. It's going to be fun, even if... Look, let's put it out there. By my watch, it is 10.34 p.m. on Thursday. But sometimes shit happens. Sometimes here's where we be. Are you excited? We're going to do this. We're going to do this, right? We're absolutely going to do this, yes. I am going to throw this out there. We're going to try to do this. No edits. Clean. Run through this shit. You excited for that, Pat? Have you done one? Have you done an episode where we just say no edits before? I th- I think you used to do like pretty much every episode oh. claiming no edits. So you know I what? Think that's I've a good point. A yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did used to always say it, so I guess that's a good point. But in the period following that, in which I have claimed that I edit the show, and I often do, uh. I don't. It, I feel like it usually gets thrown at Matt Schmidt, but you're not Matt Schmidt. But we're gonna tr- But we're gonna do it anyway. Uh, here's what's up, Pat. Eat mm-hmm. anything good lately? I have. I have to say, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna bend the rules and bring a few things uh, that I've eaten lately. But it's all on a theme, so I think it. It still works. Themes are good. I, yeah. I think people extremely underreacted to uh how much corn you eat i thought that was one of the craziest things i've ever heard and people just let it glide over them like it was no big deal but six or eight years of corn in one sitting is insane maybe uh, everyone disagrees with you about that maybe everyone else (laughs) is like oh i also eat six or eight years of corn whenever i have a hankering for some corn I I am confident that is not the case, and I mean I think listeners again, call in if you eat six or ears six or eight ears of corn whenever you have corn. You're very welcome to, to let us know. A single other person that does that, I don't think is so. I I you told us that, and like, uh, within a week or two of that, I also learned that Megan Murphy's boyfriend Nick, his whole family is insane for corn, and they eat like an insane amount of corn on the cob when it's in season. They don't eat it all in one sitting, but they're just like extremely enthusiastic fans. And it was like the two most intense corn fans I've ever known in my life, and it was very interesting to to. I, I just I couldn't believe no one really said anything. But anyway, did you get any I, numbers on the on the corn consumption over there? I mean, I told him that my friend John said that he'll, when corn is in season, he goes to the farmer's market, he'll eat six or eight years, and that'll be his whole meal. He'll just sit at, at one sitting. And he was blown away by that. Like I, he, he said he couldn't imagine doing that with just corn on the cob. Like, like if you do corn different ways, maybe he could eat a lot of corn in one meal. But but he 
he didn't even give a number, but he certainly was nowhere in your league. Perhaps um, if he ate corn less efficiently, he could eat more corn? Question <laughs> mark. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it is. It is also, I'm sure, a physical feat. Uh, it, corn on the cob is tricky, so. I, I think it would take me a very long time to eat eight years of corn, even if it did sound like a good idea to me. Okay. But anyway, so I will, I'm going to bring multiple corn things to the table. Hell not yeah. The, this is not sauce. I know sauce is what you bring to the table. But anyway, um, as you know, annual tradition to make corn and tomato pie. So I've had corn and tomato pie recently, and I love corn and tomato pie every time. It's delicious. Uh, an important sidebar, you know who else has had corn and tomato pie recently me who it's me because uh you you brought it to me it was I wonderful uh, i am told jen played a role in this too but either way <laughs> oh my goodness the pie came to my house it was delivered by a man name of pat polk and then i devoured it gina loved it as well it's an incredible pie corn tomato that's the summer that's all you need right there so incredibly good. It's super good. It is one of the things that I look forward to every late summer. Um, but we also had some other corn dishes recently, so I, I wanted to just bring a whole corn menu. Hell yeah. And I, I know you're the right audience for that. So um, Jen has done this thing where she um, tried to cook through a whole cookbook with their friend Abby. Like they would cook every recipe. Um, and they were trying to choose different cookbooks to do that with so she one person that she likes is love and lemons uh by janine d'onofrio which is a funny combination of celebrities names um but uh but i just know it as love and lemons i just learned her actual name today when i was looking at the cookbook and i it really messed with me that it wasn't janine garofalo <laughs> or vincent d'onofrio it was janine d'onofrio um but uh love and lemons Simple Feel Good Food is her newest cookbook. And she, so these are a little bit easier recipes than some other ones. And she does this thing that's kind of cool where, um, the leftovers of one dish will be the basis for a new recipe. So you kind Smart. of can run through like a series. Uh, and, and so it's very good. And it was, and so specifically, she made a corn and leek ferrato. F-A-R-O-T-T-O. So it was like risotto, but it was made with farro instead of risotto. And uh, it was really good. And I liked it a lot. And then that was used as the basis to make a second recipe, which were called crispy corn cakes, which were like small, oh boy. Oh small boy. fried cakes. They, they look, they kind of, you it, you know, obviously you kind of think of like cornbread when you're thinking of like a fried cornmeal type thing, but it actually is in my mind a little more akin to like a crab cake with corn in it. Um, what a dream. It, Two of was, my favorite foods, crab cake and corn in any form. So, so yeah, it was um, really good. And I, so I've had three very good corn things recently and I thought you might like that. Crushing it with this damn corn. I thought you were going to tell me about a frittata at that one point, but the pharaoh makes even more sense. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. mean, so it sounds like you have, I don't know, wised up, and you're just eating <laughs> a lot of corn during corn season, and that that sounds like it, it, it working out for you okay? 
Oh yeah, I love it. It's all good. I liked all three of those things. Obviously, I have corn and tomato pie every year, so that's not new to me. The other two things were new to me, and I liked both of them a lot. Um, so, yes, it definitely worked out well. I love corn. It's just still six or eight years in one sitting is mind-boggling to me. Oh, here's how you do it. You eat three, <laughs> and then you eat three more, and then like, well, there's a couple more left. Yeah. You just you... Con- congratulations. Well, really? Hey, so. What if you Minimal. didn't eat anything else all day? It still be a challenge, certainly. Think about how many corns is on one cob. Not that many. That'll fit <laughs> in your disagree. stomach. I disagree. There's a lot of kernels. And then I know that I, I come back to this a lot, but the key is to think about that cartoon where the guy turns his mouth like he's a typewriter and then it goes ding and then you reset. Just eat the corn on the cob like that. All the way across, ding, and then just turn your mouth back. Are, are you, you do like that racing like, with yourself? Are you trying to set a record? Are I'm you, not trying to set a record, but like it is important for each year to happen pretty fast. Yeah. If you do it too slowly, do you get too full to keep going? Hasn't come up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my dad ate a lot more than six or eight years in a sitting. That's... Even more mind-boggling. Yeah, I, I see. That's that, this is what's weird about the conversation to me is that like I am just a, a to borrow a phrase from the uh, group chat today, a pathetic little B star 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 star. <laughs> yeah, this, this this ain't shit to me. Like 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 I have grown into a full man, and so I can like not really eat that much corn. You're disappointed in your mere six to eight. Yeah. But uh, it's, we, we've enjoyed our, oh, you know what we just had? A thing. Corn? We had a corn party. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. We enjoyed our <laughs> corn party right there. Go ahead. Oh, let me, you know what? I'm going to write that down. Guaranteed. Uh, you know that, uh, listen, at your earliest convenience for intriguing conversation on, a corn party will be number one. That's a good okay. One. I like that. Great. Uh, but then perhaps something from this next statement will get in there. Uh, Pat, would you like to, oh boy, pressure time, add a song to the playlist on this podcast? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Way to go. I did it. I would like to add a song. I. Let me talk for a second. I want to say real quick. Uh, one, this is the segment where every song added to the playlist, you have to like it the most of every song on the playlist. And don't use a song from the previous playlist. And I'm not reading the playlist anymore. Uh, so, but I will say good job to Dave and Adele. Everybody really liked their additions. People were very positive. They added, you're all I need to get by in my sweet Lord. And ain't nobody said a bad word about either one of those. So they did a good job. And I'm not going to read all the songs anymore. Pat, I can you, you first confirm you are familiar with both the present playlist to which you must say you like every song. You must say you like your song more than the other playlist on it. And you're familiar with the previous playlist that you cannot replicate any song from. I'm familiar with both playlists in their entirety, yes. Excellent work. Okay, I apologize for interrupting you. 
I, I one more thing I want to add. It is of note, Pat. You are one of the most popular, most repeated, most anything guests of this podcast. But it is my understanding this is your first opportunity to add a song to the playlist. Is that correct? That's true. I, I, I have been on a lot of times, but I have not been on since the playlist game began. So this is, this is a big moment for you. And I'm just, I'm going to frame it properly. And then if you want to give it a big hell, yeah, you can do it or you can do it another way. Are you going to add your 3000 to the playlist? <laughs> I I didn't I foolishly didn't even consider. Oh it. Um, no, that's too. I'm bad. sorry. I have had a lot of conversations about that song, um, but no, uh, I, I'm not planning on. I did you you you. I know that you specifically, um, did not run down the previous songs, and I am fine. If you want to with, talk about some of the previous songs, that's fine. I just don't want to read the playlist anymore. I think it's gotten boring. What I want. To talk about minor quibble, minor question. The 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 woman whose first name is Bonnie, who is a musician on the list. Oh, you're going to talk about my pronunciation here? Yeah, I am not. I assumed that this was a secretly actually the correct way to say it because I'm not a fan personally. And I was like, man, I've never heard anyone say it. He must know something. And I looked it up, and it totally is not. Let me go ahead and make a note here. Pat came on the podcast to make corrections, but is also confused why he doesn't come on the podcast that much. But go ahead. What, what were you saying? So how? what is her last name again? Uh, okay, here's, here's what's up. I will concede that her name is Bonnie Raitt, R-A-I-T-T, mm-hmm. and there's no. It, it's a single syllable. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Avon, Illinois, and where I grew up, people, first off, here's the thing, people were talking about this lady, and it's not the South, but maybe we're not far enough South to know about it. People where I grew up said Bonnie Rayette, and including my mom, who really liked her. But I, I, I honestly, I jumped on this because I, I think it's possible that if you listen to the Dave episode, I pronounce, maybe I don't even say it, but at, at some point recently, I, I was like, you know what? Is that even right? And I Googled it and I was like, ain't nobody saying rate. It's rate. Uh, but just out like, where I grew up and especially my mom who really loved her always said Bonnie Rea and I had never heard anything else and something set me off and made me look into it. So, Thank you for bringing it up on the podcast. It's, 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 it's really good. You're welcome. Yeah. Glad we addressed it. The other thing, the other... Uh, and this one's worse than that one. It's going to be the end of the podcast, but go ahead. Yeah. You said... I said you, it's a really bad start to where we're going here. You egregiously sucked up to Matt Schmidt and said that he's been given such a hard time about... You don't think he's been given a hard time? Let's, let's break it down. He's been I, given a very hard time. I think he was given a hard time about God Only Knows from the first playlist. And I understand, first of all, I think it's not really fair to take ownership of any song and lay claim to it so that it's like uncool if someone else chooses the song. Like, I think it's fine to choose any song conforming with the rules. I, I do understand the desire to not go nuclear if you want the game to continue for a long time. Um, 
but I think he he hasn't done anything wrong. Paul gave him a hard time about God only knows, but what what else has he been given a hard time about? The thing is, he wasn't given a hard enough time about his terrible sauce selections. That's the oh, real controversy. Wow. I think he has gotten off lightly by doing a sauce that was not a sauce with balsamic vinegar and an already t- discussed sauce in Zug. And that's a, those two big whiffs on bringing sauces to the table. But he didn't do anything wrong with his song selections. That's what I think. Okay. So first off, I don't concede that people other I, I believe that people other than Paul have given Matt a hard time about the, the, the song. At the very least, I think I called him a shithead or a dick slut or some <laughs> some combination mean word on the podcast at least once, possibly more. And then also, I just I I'm not the the, the playlist game. Who I'm getting hot saying playlist right. The playlist game is one thing. Gina did laundry sauce. And, uh, and I have, and, I, and I have said repeatedly that. that it's okay to repeat sauces. So I don't, like, I don't think, I don't, I, you know what? Maybe Matt Schmidt has a new enemy, which by the way, we are recording this on Matt's birthday. <laughs> yeah. And you've decided to rate, it is, it is 1051. It is still Matt's birthday, 40th birthday for an hour and nine minutes. And you've decided to remind us that you think these sauces are unacceptable. Absolutely, yes. Okay. Now, that said, I appreciate what you. I appreciate your opinion, and I. I think it's brave that you said it. Thank if, you. If you want, I'll let you add "God Only Knows" to the playlist again. <laughs> I will. I do not plan on doing so. Now. Nobody wants to do it. God damn it! I'm gonna. I'm. So. Here, here's the other controversial take, my friend. You have a third controversial take before your song. Well, so no, this, this, is about this, this whole segment is just you doing takes, and I just wait for a song to eventually happen. To me, the only song that is that hard to beat on the list right now is "Love Fool." Ain't that the whole point of the game, though? Everybody's got different opinions of the songs. Yeah. Every somebody who lives in your goddamn house thinks that. Uh, this must be the place is pretty hard to beat. I mean, no, she. I, I, I would disagree. I. She was trying to just list a good song. She wasn't trying to. Well, list, she, like, she at least thought it beat one song. Yeah. So you think every song on this thing sucks shit except for Love Fool? That's crazy. That's outrageous. That's, I didn't say that. I. Just, wow. I think I don't hold this must be the place or Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robot as highly as most or people. angel from montgomery oh no definitely not angel. or the radiohead song there's tons yeah. of good songs on this list. they're fine boy yeah. this better be a fucking slam jamma coming out of pat's mouth real soon oh yeah pat, okay here's what's up pat if this is video game music you're in fucking trouble pat is raising his eyebrows like millhouse when he said <laughs> that he passed that note to him to the guy this is really bad for pat everybody's in trouble this podcast is about to be on fucking fire uh, yeah okay say it say what you will sir i have a, again love fool i hold, hold in very high esteem my sweet lord 
Running Out of Luck by Alex Cameron. Everybody loves that song. <laughs> yep. <I can't>. The <laughs> worst <laughs> song on the playlist according to everyone but me. <laughs> the group cannot stop talking about Running Out of Luck. Um, anyone in the group say anything about Alex Cameron ever, and I might Venmo you $5. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I came up with a list of, like, 15 songs pretty easily. Um and uh I'm gonna go I'm gonna go pretty high on my personal list. <clears throat> and I'm gonna go with One Wing and Angel from Final Fantasy Seven. Uh specifically there's a there I, I personally have approximately ten versions of this song on my phone. There's a lot there's a lot to choose from. Um so just to make it very specific, I'm gonna go with One Wing and Angel Rebirth. From the Final Fantasy VII Remake Orchestral Arrangement album. Uh, the regular version of One Winged Angel Rebirth from Final Fantasy VII, not the orchestral arrangement track, is like 10 minutes long. Whereas the orchestral arrangement is a breezy 5 minutes and 19 seconds. Um, and uh, One Winged Angel is a classic. It is one of the best video games. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's been around since the first Final Fantasy VII released in 1997. Oh, wow. It's uh, revered as a Hall of Fame video game song. It's obviously by Nobuo Uematsu, the obviously. esteemed composer. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's great. And uh, that, that was my addition. I, I, didn't, I apologize if I overshot by going with such a Hall of Fame selection. I could have gone a little bit lower down my list, but I thought that I would go big. And so that's what I've done here. Okay. Uh, I want to confirm, is this like beep boop video game music or is this a real song? It is a very dramatic orchestra okay. music. So it sounds like choir. you're lying and it's the beep boop one and it's not a oh, real no. song. Well, no, no, there's okay. there's a lot. There are no beeps or boops. Uh, it's a lot of violins. There is a choir singing in Latin. Uh, oh, good, yeah, like the best um, songs. Bonus points. Um, yeah, it, it is. I, I considered a few video game songs that had no words at all, which would have been fun because all the other songs on the playlist yeah. have words. Um, but I decided to go for, like, the number one You almost did Koopa Beach 3. Koopa Beach 3, that was one of the up, for, up there for you. I mean, here, I'll throw them up because these are not as high. Do not, as no, as do not give me additional go. songs. Do you, only, you only get one. If you're going to come on here and do video game songs, you do not get 10 video game songs. I'm just saying that. One is too many already. No, it's great. And anyone who listens to it will acknowledge its greatness. Now, is this on Spotify? Yes. That's a goddamn shame. I was really hoping that Matt could not add it to the playlist. Yeah, that's why I had to specify my personal favorite, number one favorite version of One Winged Angel is um, the one from Advent Children. That one has more of a rock theme. Has has electric guitars and uh, that one is not on Spotify or Apple Music and so I I really wanted to make sure that everyone could in- appreciate it and enjoy it and so that's why I did it this way. Okay. Um. Well, I'm taking a look. I have the rules for the game written out. I I wish there was something I could do to prevent you from adding this to it, but there's not. So your song is on it. But oh, we go. Do you have anything else you want to tell me about this this song? Is do you remember like the first time you jacked off and cried to it when you were twelve or whatever? <laughs> I would like to talk about that. Yes. Um, so 
I mean, I could talk about this song. Obviously, as I said, I have 10 versions of it on my phone. I could talk about this song for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. If you Don't want. do that. Um, so it, I, I, here's my, the, the real succinct thing I want to say is that obviously I know that, uh, 95% of our group chat will make fun of me for this selection before having listened to the song. And I just encourage everyone to actually listen to it because it's actually an excellent song. Um, it, it is the boss fight song from final fantasy seven. When you're playing against Sephiroth, who has been the antagonist the whole game, who, Sephiroth himself is the eponymous one-winged angel. Um, the, this was originally released on the PlayStation 1, which was the first uh, s- successful, I will say, CD-based console, wow, excluding amazing. the uh, Sega CD, obviously. Um, Thanks for excluding so, that. Yeah, uh, and so it had, like like essentially CD quality music. It was, it was like a big deal to hear this song with the choir singing. And it, it has like, it has like a lot of dramatic strings and stuff. And then it has this choir going that really builds attention. And then it kind of has this little light part where there's like a, a whip that cracks and it's, it's like a waltz and stuff. It has, it has whimsy. It has tension, it has drama. Um, and it was like a, a huge, big deal when it was released uh and it has been, remained a big deal ever since i've i've seen it performed in concert by an orchestra at the end of the movie tar all those cool guys yeah it's similar to that i've yeah, been to good. a few of uh, the really orchestra good. concerts and it's a lot like how uh tar is shamed at the end of that movie yes um but uh yeah it's great it's like it's it's like the curtain call song for any Final Fantasy orchestral concert, obviously. It's like, like the, the curtain one... call where like the, the big hook comes out and they yank everybody off the oh, stage. No, no. It's, the, it's the one that you waited for. At the, and they, they hold it until the very end because they know that that's what the crowd is clamoring for. Mm-hmm. Well, Pat, you've really taken this uh, playlist to a new low. I know. I really am happy. Uh, I, for the list, so first off, here's just instructions. Not instructions. Hey, you know, are you familiar with how, like, the vice president has discretion as to whether the election counts? <laughs> Actually, I think that's a controversial. Matt thing. Schmidt, I wanted to just know, you have to make the choice as to whether to certify the songs added to the playlist. And I'm not, the, I, I'm not in this election, so I'm unbiased. I'm just going to say that it's you figure out if this song is on the playlist. But I want to also note, and this, Pat, I could make, could not be more sincere when I say this. But did you notice that a interesting rule was invoked last week on the podcast? Uh I'll give you a hint. I had, it's impossible for you to say, to notice that because. Okay. But, but it was, it was real. And I'm, I'm not making this up. Uh. The fact that you cut and gave them time to think about it? Uh. <laughs> yeah. No, the, everybody's entitled to that if they need it. But last week, I decided, I asked Dave to be on the podcast. And then I decided once we hit 10 songs, and I'm not making this up. We add two new songs to the to the playlist every week. But then Adele was nice enough to join us as well. 
and so I wasn't going to be like, well, I want to do a song too, but I'm going to add a song too. So now both these go in, just like last week we had two. This week we're going to have two as well, assuming Matt decides to certify the results of your song suggestion. Suggestion, think, well, suggestion is better than addition. Now that I'm saying that, suggestion <laughs> feels really good. I think it sounds like the rule is that the guest parenthesis s close parenthesis gets to add two songs to the if, list. If you can get Jen to the computer in the next five seconds, I'll let her add the song instead. I think I get a second song. You is definitely what I'm saying. ain't nobody get a second. Even I won't get. But if, if I do one of these by myself, I will not give myself two. Okay. But I, I get a second one. I won't. I, I don't get a second one. I get one, and uh, so I'm gonna add. A do you song think as well. you can beat One Winged Angel though? That I know. You know, it's weird. I had selected my song, looking only at the songs on the list, and then you said your song. And I haven't heard it, but also I'm not going to change my song. I think we should take a quick five minutes and 19 no, seconds. This is a great opportunity to, to tell the listener that we are not editing this podcast. So yeah, we, so we, we should listen we to it We simply don't. Oh, oh, but the, the, the copyright strikes. Oh, my goodness. Surely all the. You, you would Square probably strike Enix. it. You'd be so upset I mean, that... Square Enix is probably pretty litigious about yeah. their music, I would imagine. It's... I really <laughs> wish we had we could do it, but it just won't mm-hmm. work. So anyway, uh, my song is Younger Us by Japan Droids. Pat, do you okay. like Japan Droids? I do, yeah. Yeah, they're really good. It's a good mm-hmm. rock song. It makes you feel melancholy for a different time. And it's uh, got guitars, and it's not like uh, video game shit. So it's really good. Check it out if you want. Pat, uh, what sauce are you bringing to the table this week? I feel a little attacked based on my song selection. I I thought I buttered you up with talking about corn for like 20 minutes at the beginning of our call. Then what happened? Then apparently that brought in no goodwill. Um, I'm going to bring a sauce that I, I guess is available for purchase, but I am not aware of how to do so. I've only ever had it homemade. Um, and it's delicious. Uh, it is the almond salsa from Gorilla Tacos in, apparently in Los Angeles. I've never heard of Gorilla Tacos. Maybe it is a Los Angeles institution. Um, but I had these sweet potato tacos with this spicy Love sweet sauce. potato tacos. Yeah, so it's sweet potato taco, and it has a little bit of, uh, cr- you know, creme fraiche cheese on it and a little bit of uh, queso fresco, I meant to say, and uh, some green onions and some, weirdly for crunch, they went with corn nuts. Um, wow. And then this homemade sauce that is... The you blend it up, so the almonds add some creaminess. Uh, but but it's a red salsa with a little bit of creamy texture in it, and it's surprisingly spicy. It's sort of like a really spicy harissa kind of taste oh, to hell it. Oh yeah! Um, but it's super super good, and I've had it uh, since then. We got some more. This was made by Gary of Gary and Abby fame, 
and uh, I really liked it a lot, and I was excited to be able to bring it to the table. Highly recommend. It. Uh, is that G O Gorilla or G U Gorilla? G U. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I should have specified. No, no. I just I want to make sure we get that correct in the title. But that sounds really good. I have definitely had uh, usually more like specifically vegan things, but with that super ground up almond providing uh creaminess and and i find that to be very effective so yeah uh, this sounds really good i also really i just recently made uh tacos with like uh sweet potatoes as the base and i think that is a very easy very smooth transition into that so this sauce with something like that sounds amazing i can provide the recipe upon request uh there's a website that listed it and uh, it's great. I haven't made it yet. I've, I've just experienced it a few times, but it's really good. It sounds great. Um, I feel like the sauce segment should be longer. <laughs> so other really prominent video game themes that I considered. It's time for our next segment. From uh, role-playing like to- games. Okay, I, I don't want to edit, but it's important that when I interrupt you, you realize <laughs> that I don't want to talk about that anymore. Okay. Okay. Uh, Pat, uh, we're going to do a segment on uh, grandparent names. Okay. Huh. Y'all got any grandparents? I, I, I don't currently have any living grandparents. Me neither. Uh, it's okay. We're going to be okay. Yeah. We'll I get know. through that together. Uh, do you recall what you, uh, you you called your grandparents? I do, and I have some weird ones for sure. You have weird ones. That's interesting. Okay, I like it. Yeah. What do you got? Um, so on my mom's side, so th- this is, I think it's kind of like common where my sister was the oldest grandchild, and so like she couldn't pronounce things when she was a baby. And so essentially whatever weird things she said kind of became the mm-hmm. permanent nickname for all of them. Um, so on my, my mom's side, instead of, she couldn't say grandma, grandfather, grandmother, or grandma and grandpa. So she said, um, Grammy, which is not that weird, I guess. But for, uh, instead of granddad, she said bum dad. So bum it was dad, fun. Grammy and bum dad on that side. And then on the other side, my dad's side, um, he, he grew up, both of them grew up in the Virginia area, like DC adjacent. And so they kind of have like weird Southern tradition type names. And so their actual names, which is very confusing. My grandmother was named Minion, like Filet Mignon, M-I-G-N-O-N. Hell of a name. And my grandfather was named Mavis, M-A-V-I-S, which is actually usually Mavis, the woman's name. And he was supposed to be named Marvis, which is apparently a man's name. But they accidentally named him Mavis, so they called him Mavis. So, so he went by Mavis. He st- stuck with Mavis, and uh, Minion never went by Minion. And we called her Mickey. So it was Mickey and Mavis, and Grammy and Bum Dad. What I like about that is that if somehow, some way, I guess I gotta indicate that. If somehow, some way, like CD-ROM software came back into vogue, and I was told that there was going to be a new typing software. The Minions 
and Mavis Beacon would be the two things. Right, yeah. That would be mm-hmm. the things you would most expect to see. And you yeah. already knew them. You might be right in line to get a big paycheck here. There you go. I will, can I um, quickly provide a few other names from my dad's side of the family? This does not directly answer your question, but I, there were so many weird names, I wrote them down in a list. If you got some uh, good names, you should hear them, yeah. Uh, so this is like, oh, pretty much like, I barely knew most of the people other than my actual grandparents. These are a lot of like, mostly like great aunts and uncles that I barely ever met. But we've, so we've got Mavis, Minion, Marvis, Manly. We did get, we did get a Marvis in after the yeah. failed attempt so, at Ma, it landed on Mavis. So, so actually, funny enough, so they named their first son Marvis, so he was kind of like, so Marvis they knew, Jr. it's like when the legislature establishes that they know how to do a thing, and, yeah. and that proves that they, like, they can make a rule like this when they want to. So actually, Mavis is just Mavis forever. Yeah, and, and you know how there's also a traditional thing where, um, nicknames can be uh, Chip, Trip, or Skip yeah, if you're yeah. a junior, a, a, yeah. a tr- third, or you skip a generation. So Marvis never ever goes by Marvis, and everyone just calls him Chip or Chipper. So he's Uncle Chipper. He got the good name, and he was like, "Who cares? I yeah. know what's I know what's better." Uh, I have Uncle Manly, Aunt Ganell. Uh, there's Lorenzo, which is a more normal name, uh, obviously, but it it's still you know kind of. Uh, there's a Willard. A Georgette, a Xanthan, a Xavier, an Ingaloo, a Violetta, a Gunyan. On my mother's side, there's a I love that Gunyan style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and on my mom's side, there's mostly more normal names. Uh, but but I did have a great-grandmother, Cinderella. Cinderella's strong. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do my sidebar in advance, but I will just throw out that I had... A person on a woman on my dad's side of the family to whom both my father and I referred to as Aunt Sis. Okay, yeah. Not it's better than it sounds. Um, so you got a lot of crazy name going names going on, and it mm-hmm. sounds like it's not a coincidence. It's, it sounds like more of those names probably on the dad's side. And so that's where you've got the really interesting names there. So do you think that that is, that is how this came about? This is how you found yourself with these, like everybody just had crazy names. So it wasn't going to be grandma, grandpa. It was going to be something wild. My mom said that essentially, it's funny to think of, but like, because in my mind, obviously my grandparents were all super old my whole life. Like there were, there were, there's never a period where they were like, young adults right um but apparently so we were where my sister was the first grandchild out of all of the cousins and everything so um apparently they felt that they were too young to be called grandma grandpa so that's why they wanted to be called by their name or nickname and not be called grandma and grandpa so that's why they're mickey and mavis as opposed to you know grandma and grandpa polk i feel like if you're concerned about such things i know the way to get around it and what's that don't have grandchildren <laughs> just never like, yeah, like, 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 future you, generations. you know why people are calling you grandma grandpa it's because you had kids and they had kids yeah mm-hmm. like that's you're, you're you're very plainly not too old for that yeah uh do you know uh 
Do you know? Do you know what Jen? Uh, do, do you know any of Jen's grandparents' names? Yes. Um, I. She has uh, so on her dad's side, everybody's super Irish, and on her mom's side, everybody's super Polish, and. Her grandfather on her dad's side passed away a long time ago. I believe the grandmother who lived for a long time but has passed away since. Yeah, I don't remember because it's a very like Irish Catholic standard first name. Fair. I I want to say Mary, but I actually think that's her aunt's one of her aunts and not her grandmother. So yeah. I apologize to Jen for not remembering her grandma's name. I, I, it would be a lot to ask. Um, so now what, what about, uh, your kids? What do they call their grandparents? So they just call my parents, both sets of grandparents were insistent on, on setting the table for what they were called. They did not let it naturally happen. Um, not, but my parents went pretty standard, but they specifically want to be Grandma Polk and Grandpa Polk. So G-R-A-M-M-A and G-R-A-N-D-P-A Polk for my parents. Um, and a little weirder, uh, Jen's parents are always Nana and Baba, Nana being the grandmother and Baba being the grandfather. Can I get a spelling on Baba? Is that just B-A-B-A? B-A-B-A. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, speaking of video games, Baba is You. Great puzzle game available on I really Switch. enjoyed that, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Don't remember the music at all. It wasn't relevant to me. Yeah, no, I don't remember it either. That, that's how I am with every game. Um, <laughs> I So I realized this recently. I uh, So on my mother's side, my grandma was Grandma Ingalls. Grandma and then her last name. And then I, uh, the grandpa wasn't around. And then on my dad's side, it was Grandma Rhodes and Grandpa Rhodes. So it's like as basic as could be. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking about it and I realized that when I was growing up, everyone I knew was exactly like that. And so I am wondering, like I've got, there's like a few things I've come up with. It could be that, like, I'll, I'll, here's just a, a, a take. You mentioned how, like, Jen's uh, family going back that far was either, you said, I, I believe it was very Irish or very uh, Polish. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, where I grow up, no one is anything. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is just some white people and whatever. Like, there's no Italian people. There's no Irish people. There's no Polish people. Everybody's just whatever. And so it could be even Your hometown for, is colorblind as long as it's white. Would uh, not for one second say colorblind. <laughs> uh, but I, 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 it could be perhaps instead an effort to, like, as you are assimilating into the United States – maintain a certain degree of like this is our ethnicity or this is our language even that we would prefer to not just say the easiest english language thing could be something like that i don't know um i've also thought it could like i don't know it, like i feel like 
I never heard anybody talk about what their grandparents, what they, what their like friendly name for their grandparents was until I went to college. Mm-hmm. And so it could also be like a class thing, but I don't, I, I don't feel like that's probably what it is, but it could just be that like, if you're poor and you're just like, yeah, there's grandma, the end. And then like, maybe it's only certain people think like, oh, it's, it's fancy to be like, let's figure out what our, what our cute name for our grandparents says. I don't know. That doesn't really make any sense to me. Um, my third thing, which I kind of like the most, is that this is a thing that's become more popular over time. Because I, I feel like I've read uh, advice column stuff where people were like, oh, my parents are insistent that they choose the name that they are referred to by their grandchildren. And that, and, and then people were just like incredulous. Like, I don't know why my parents care about this, but there's like some boomer thing or there's some whatever where when they hit this age that they feel like the need. And so do, do you identify with any of this? Is this confusing to you? What do you think of what I'm saying here? Well, I mean, I agree. I certainly, in my experience that especially Jen's parents choosing non-standard nicknames and they chose, they selected them. It wasn't happenstance. Um, for Nana and Baba, I, I do, it does seem anecdotally like, yes, people are kind of grandparents, current relatively new grandparents may be more likely to have a preference for how they're called. If, if not just like grandma, last name, grandpa, last name. Um, I, 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 that makes sense to me as far as like, you know, cultural or socioeconomic implications of it. I, I will say, I, like, Jen is, like, on her, she's very into being Irish. She likes the last name Murphy. Uh, I think she's into the Irish side being Irish, and her mom is, like, 100% Polish. Um, I, my family is, like, I don't think, we had weird nicknames, but we weren't like super into any particular aspect of our heritage. I would say, I don't like, I am maybe mostly Italian and Irish, but we weren't like a super Irish family or a super Italian family. Why does Jen like being Irish, but doesn't like being Polish? I don't think she dislikes being Polish. I just think she thinks, I, I think she especially likes the last name Murphy. Um, so she likes like a, patriarchal things. There's like a taking a man's last name. That's good to her. There's like she has a million cousins. It's not going to reply to things they say now. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> it's a uh, it's very it's a very big like the, tons of cousins on that side. Left like it was like kind of like her dad had, I believe, eight siblings or seven. He's either the eighth or the ninth of eight or nine. I believe he had. Eight siblings and he is a ninth. Uh, very big family, lots of cousins. So it's like a whole Murphy clan, you know. Uh, and so I think she just had fun with that and enjoys identifying with that. But, um, and, and I think her mom wasn't as close with her parents at, when Jen was growing up. Like Jen's mom wasn't that close with her family. So sure. I think, you know, maybe, maybe she would have been more into that if, if she had more contact with them growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you ever think about, like, so here are your options. One, uh, 
you'll die really soon. Now, if I have any say, that's what's going to happen. To me. Yeah, you specifically. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. uh, two, uh, your children will be will be barren. <laughs> you can uh-huh. think what you want about that. Or three, and maybe there's some others. We're ignoring this. Three, someday you'll be in this position. Uh-huh. So, which of these do you like? Do you, do you like the one I said last? I mean, I suppose I. I don't want to die very soon. I'm going to eliminate that one in contention. Okay. I. I, I oh, wait. Oh, maybe maybe global warming will just swallow everyone up soon. I mean, either way, that seems bad. Yeah. I don't. Okay. I don't. So I don't think don't that's that like a, I don't think that's good. Even if it's a worldwide catastrophe, as opposed. Let me write that down. You don't think that's good? Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um. I I don't have strong feelings about my children having children, but if they want to have children, I want them to be able to have children. So I don't okay. want them to be barren. Okay. So in that scenario that you've selected is by far your favorite. Do you, do you have any like preferences to what they call you? I, it's, it's time to start thinking about it now. I if you wait too not. long, what if the <laughs> other side, they, they meet some some other person and uh, they take your cool name. Maybe you want to be Baba. Baba is not yours. Baba is taken. <laughs> ba- Baba is not me. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I don't. It is. It feels very remote. So I have not put any thought into it. And it's hard to relate to. Well, here's I, a great, I've, it's a great time to do it right now. Figure it out. Yeah, I don't. I don't imagine I will care, and I will probably default to Grandpa Polk at some point. You're, you're going to break the cycle. Yeah, sure. Now, is there some Irish word that ends with like I E G H or something that you could say that that's that that's what you want to be as 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 your uh, grandpa name? Maybe maybe you should start figuring that out. Like Patrick. Yeah, the, that's the super what's up. crazy Irish version of Patrick. Yeah. Maybe it's sure. grandpa and then that. Yeah. Could you say into the microphone that you want that as a record for your your future <laughs> grandchildren? I'm sure that Lily, when she's approaching motherhood, will definitely pull up this recording and think about what, what my preferences were. She's like on a desert island. This is the only tape she's got. Society has fallen backwards. She's like, God, who is this fucking guy talking to my goddamn dad? Mm-hmm. Why did he yell at him so much about video game music? Because I live in the future, and that's the only kind of music we have, and we oh. love it. Let me tell you, I have extremely... (laughs) Pat's eyes rolled back in his head and he's making a really weird face now. I have extremely successfully brainwashed Lily into liking video game music. She's uh a thousand percent on my side on One Winning at Angel and requested by name, not infrequently. You know, maybe maybe we'll get her on... Okay, here's the next question. What age can I start having your children on the podcast? Um, She can make a cameo... Any time, but she, I, I don't. She has to do all the segments. She's not going yeah, on, so she's ready. Go she has to have a sauce. She has to have a plug. I don't think, I, I think she would need to be prepped a lot before she's ready for yeah. the, okay. the full battery. And I'm going to, and if she, if she does a fucking video game song, I'm not holding back. So you let her know. I, I will. And, so she probably some... she would have a really hard time topping One Winged Angel. I tell you what, I'm sure she'd do just fine. She'd be <laughs> like the Barney song, and I'd be like, "Hell yeah, let's go!" I bet she does. She she probably likes Bluey or something like that, right? What am I talking about? 
Barney. Bluey is 10, she does like Bluey. There's yeah. there's one episode I've only seen a little bit of Bluey, but there's one episode of Bluey that's very funny that is frequently referenced to my household. Yeah. Man, good fucking reference by Johnny pulling Bluey out of his ass. Uh-huh. Where the hell did that come from? Can't believe it. Uh Pat. We have time for just one final segment. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? I was waffling, but I'm going to say um, the Feather Wand episode of Bluey is my plug. Okay. I think it's a season two or season three episode. It's called Feather Wand. Where do we, yeah. what, what streaming service do we get to watch Bluey on? I don't recall. It's probably either Amazon Prime or Netflix. I believe it's on Netflix. I think, I think there's, I've recently heard complaints about how like, some of the seasons are on Netflix, but not all of them. But the but the one that matters, I believe, is on Netflix. Uh, Feather Wand, they have to make their own uh, fun. And so the younger daughter um, says that it's magic and she can wave the Feather Wand and say heavy. And then everything is super heavy. So then, But it isn't. People aren't pretending it's actually magic. And it has hilarious okay. consequences. Okay. Uh, will you do your real plug now? That's my real plug, yeah. That's, that's not your fun. real plug. You're not plugging Bluey. Who you are you telling to watch Bluey? Anybody. You should watch Any... it. It's a funny episode. No, I should not watch Bluey. If I watch Bluey, I will go to jail. <laughs> it would be a crime for me to watch Bluey. The fact that I know what Bluey is was bad to me. Do a, do again. Do a real plug. Uh, everyone should play the board game Wavelength. Okay. Now, that one I actually agree with, which is unfortunate <laughs> because Pat did a... A board game when I would like to make fun of him for that, but Wavelength's actually really good, and I, I did play with Pat recently, and it was really fucking fun. Do you want to talk about Wavelength a little bit? Yeah, it's a party word game. Um, it's a it's a clue giving game, and so you you can either play competitively as two teams or cooperatively if you have don't have enough people or something. But you you pull a card, and there's two approximately opposed. Um, concepts on it with an arrow pointing to the left and an arrow pointing to the right so let's just say it's um oh one of them was um dry food and soggy food that was a oh yeah and then uh there's this there's this custom piece of plastic device where you uh spin a dial to randomize the range that you're trying to give a clue to so it could be like straight in the middle and you have to give a clue for a food that is exactly between wet and dry or it could be all the way sunk to the wet side and you have to give the wettest food possible as a clue or maybe it's all the way to the left and you have to give the driest possible food as a clue or the more interesting scenario is when it's kind of in between and you have to figure out what's like what's a one-third wet food i don't know um and so you're giving a clue and all you can do is give the clue and then you can't say anything else and the other and the rest of your team has to move a little dial to exactly match up as close as they can where the secret dial is to determine how many points you get. And so it's mostly silly um, because, again, it's not necessarily easy to describe a one-third dry or one-third wet food. Um, and it was fun. It's a very popular game. It's been around a little while. There's an app version of it as well. Um, but I, I hadn't. Pl- I had it in my possession for a very long time and finally played it for the first time recently, and it was a good time. That was a shockingly good description of how the game is played, and I can vouch for the fact that this game is very fun. However, for the listener, if you had seen how much Pat was winking at me when he said wettest food possible, you'd be so upset. I don't know why. I, I don't even know what he was referencing. 
I, I can't think of it, but it was it was so weird. Uh, but thank you for that good plug. Otherwise, other than the the perversions, but uh, I, I have a plug as well. Uh, I've been watching a three part. I've, I've watched two parts of a three part documentary series on Max, not HBO Max. I, I almost did a bad, but uh, this corporate you, rebranding must be stopped. It's, it's the fucking bullshit. But I've been watching telemarketers and huh. it's a lot of fun it is a very indie but also like eventually executive produced by like the safty brothers and the people like kenny powers and other people from righteous gemstones and then when you watch it's like oh yeah this is kind of that vibe but they it is people who worked at a super crazy telemarketing scam that started in the mid aughts and they were like, let's just start making our own documentary about how fucking crazy this place we work is. And they did. And it's nuts. And it's so much fun. Uh, the first two parts are out now as I recorded this. And then I believe the third part of three will be out next week. Highly, highly recommended. Really is it just called it. telemarketers. It's called telemarketers. And the uh, image is a drawing of a big guy with long hair and a big mustache. And, boy, when you meet that guy in the show, you fall in love real quick. Uh, great show. I, I believe it's going to stick the landing. But even if it doesn't, the first two are so good. It's a great time. So highly recommend that. And uh, highly recommend everybody be nice to Pat and... Give him moderate shit about his song. But, like, it's not like a Matt Schmidt situation where he was a total shit fuck and he ruined the first playlist. It's not like that. It's way chiller than that. We can all keep doing songs. Notice how I did a good song on a playlist. That's fine. Um, so we're going to make it through. And, Pat, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've had a wonderful time. Thank you. Me too. Let's talk video game music. <sighs> I don't know which I like less. Pat saying me too or Pat saying let's talk video game music. Two bad things come out of Pat mouth. But hey, here's a good thing coming out of my mouth. Best wishes in the intervening